This is what makes men, men. We're men, right? Indeed we are, sir. Welcome to another episode of the Family Alpha Podcast. This is where Zachary Small is working to keep masculinity in men, in marriages, and in all fathers. The information shared here is meant to be applied. We're changing the world one man at a time. Now, let's get into the episode with Zach Small on the Family Alpha Podcast. Welcome back to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast, a place where we are keeping masculinity in men, in marriage, and in fatherhood. And today's special guest is the Justin Copeland running. I can't put it to he's running a podcast, he's running a blog, or he's running groups. He's doing all three. The man, Justin, you know, he's out there. He's helping men help themselves. It's really incredible to see this growth happening. And as somebody who's running a group and looking to help men, when you see others doing the same, you, you can see the fire inside them continue to grow. I was recently a part of Justin's Cigar Lounge, and it it really primed us for this conversation where we're going to talk about men coming together to unite, to work together, to hold one another accountable, and then to bring that to the world to improve their families, their personal lives, their professional lives. So without me rambling any longer, Justin, welcome to the show. Zach, man, absolutely an honor. You know, I want to jump in on that right away because when I started this journey myself, you were one of the first guys that I was able to reach out to. And man, I had you on a whiteboard, bro. Like I've got it in the war room where it's like, okay, so these are some of the guys that I want to be able to talk to on my own podcast. And I thought, man, it's going to be down the pipe. I'm going to have work to do before this guy wants to jump in. Cause he's keyed in, he's going. And I think it was just a few messages back and forth. And you said, let's go. And that's when I knew I was like, man, I found the right spot with the right kind of guys that are fueled up and, and ready to go. So this moment right here, we've been working on it for a bit, so I'm super excited to dive into this and for people to be able to hear what we've got uh, coming at them today. So your podcast and blog is Navigating the Intentional Life. Yes, Let's sir. start there. And, and first, before we even dive into what that's all about and where you're, coming, where you're going with it, that podcast was legit. I remember talking back and forth. There's no man that's easier to help than the man who's helping himself. So when I see somebody coming up like that, I don't care if you have five followers. If you're like, dude, I'm looking to do a good thing. I'm looking to build something here and help men. Bro, I'm all about it. You know, it, it's that's all that matters is the mission. So it's cool to see when you do invest in somebody, they take it and they run with the football and now they're crushing it, which is where you're going with this. So I, I it was very time well spent on my end, you know, being a part of that. And so with that, though, that was on the Navigating the Intentional Life podcast. What is that podcast and blog all about? And how did you get to even creating that? What sent you down this path? So navigating the intentional life was something that I started about nine months ago and just full transparency. I mean, I was, I was face down in the dirt when I started to uh, put this together. Something that I've always wanted to do years and years ago. I thought, you know, I love to write. I don't have a problem speaking in front of people. This was an area that I was always interested in, but I just didn't have that gumption and honestly the maturity at the time to probably be able to handle the responsibility that comes into something like this. But nine months ago, I mean, life's just on top of my back, man. And I thought, I can't, I can't be this way, right? I give anything right now is the time, excuse me, to put myself out there. And so, you know, after following guys like you and some of these other ones that are out there just really living it and trying to change the perception of what masculinity is, change the perception of how guys are navigating their own lives, that's where that started to come together. And I thought, well, every day, man, is an opportunity for me to just get a little bit better. 
And that's where the title came in is like, man, I'm going to be intentional today. I may not get a win today, but what I do today is going to set up for a win tomorrow. And so that's where that concept came together. And the other side of that man is, you know, as a single father uh, with two sons that are 14 and nine years old, got them with me full time. And so I have a massive responsibility to create a legacy. I mean, they are my immortal legacy being here now, but I want something tangible and intangible for them when I'm long gone, that they're still able to say, this is, this is our last name. And this is what we bring to the table because I set that standard early. So that's what got me going. And since then, man, I just, I haven't looked back. I want to be uncomfortable every day. No, I love it. I, I always go with find comfort in the discomfort. Cause ah. if you have to, if you have to spell discomfort, the word comfort is in there, find it, get comfortable sure. being uncomfortable. But, right. So with that, you said, you know, it's nine months ago and you're a single dad. So were you in a relationship when you started this? Was it a marriage, you know, or, or how did that all, all come about? No. So that's a great question. So the boy's mother and I were married for about five years. And uh, so we have been now separated for nine years. And when I had gone through what I went through about nine months ago, it was on the tail end of a relationship. Um, you know, things didn't, didn't work out in the way that we thought it was going to. And I can tell you, you know, for the guys that are out there that are single and they're trying to date and they've got their kids. I mean, it's a process. It's an absolute process. And, you know, cause there's a lot of other factors you take in. I mean, it's almost like a job application at this point because you do have your kids and at our age, they probably have kids. And so you're trying to fit, does this person have the right state of mind to have the best interest for my, my children? And same thing for me, I'm going to be a step parent too, if this works out. So that aspect of it is, is, is challenging, but it's doable, but it all comes in, you know, how you prioritize what you're working for. Obviously you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of your kids. And then the rest of it kind of comes together. So I was definitely on my own. Um, you know, at this point, like I said, I've been single now, like truly single this entire, this entire nine months that we've been doing this. You know, it's interesting to me how you built this up from a position where you've come out of these relationships a lot of men can't do that you know right now they're listening to it they're like they got divorced and they still have yet to rebound from that they, they broke up with a girlfriend it's not just marriage you know some some single men they had a long-term girlfriend they go to college or whatever they split up and it's like all the air is deflated out of them how were you able to pick yourself up was it just bootstrapped did somebody give you a kick in the ass man you know you know and you 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 try you hold yourself the same way i believe I think where a lot of guys get it wrong is when that relationship ends, like my marriage for the longest time, man, I was like, screw her. You know, there were all these things that happened. It was her. She did this. She did this. Talked about it in the, in the cigar room that accountability is a masterful fucking thing when you can start to figure out how to hold yourself to it. So when I look at what happened in my marriage, I go, this is what you did, bro. This is where you were wrong with my relationship since then. You know, even the last one that ended, I mean, there were aspects of it that, I wasn't focused on how am I as a man taking care of myself to then take care of her to give the things. I mean, she's going to have needs. I've got needs, but at the end of the day, it comes back to me and what kind of man am I presenting myself as? And so I picked myself up because I go, well, look, these were my faults. Now that I know them, I can fix them for the next one. I can now target what I've done wrong or how I should have seen things maybe a bit differently and I can pick myself up. And that for me 
was the motivation that I needed to turn it into a discipline to continue to carry forward in this, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. But now the question presented is when you get into these relationships, or let's say past relationships, when you got into those, you know, what you learned a little bit of things about yourself, where you're working, where you weren't working. You now have this project. Has that changed these past nine months? Has this changed what you're looking for in a woman or how you carry yourself in a relationship? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It has changed everything in, in ways that I could never have, have guessed. Um, you know, I look at what I'm doing and I go, this is the path that I'm supposed to be on. And so every day with this, it's I'm making myself a bit better. I'm learning from all these different guys, yourself, you know, Anthony, um, that what I'm what I'm doing gets me ready for the person that is going to be. I don't want to say sidekick, but that partner that's going to be there for me and support what I'm doing in a way that wouldn't have been there before because I wasn't at the best version of myself because of this, because of navigating the attention life. It does hold me to an accountability for myself to make sure that I'm I'm walking the shit that I'm talking. You know what I mean? And so with the relationships, I look at that and I go, I got to have self-value. I'm learning my self-value in that I'm not going to settle for less. So to answer the question, in, in a lot of ways, what we're doing now has made my expectations for that next person even higher. No, absolutely, it does. <laughs> like, I we mean, were, we were talking prior to recording. You've entered a whole new realm with this whole cigar lounge. Like, once you kick that off, you, I don't know if you understand fully how much you just transformed your entire online presence until you decide to end it or go to the fucking moon with it. You know, right. when you put yourself in the line to where you're leading others, and they can see you and they're watching everything you do. And you, when you're talking to men about accountability and being your best, and I, I know this because I lived this through FOE, those men are watching you. Their ghosts are watching you. When I'm, I'm home alone in this office, if I sit there, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to work out or, oh, I'm not going to write anything or do any. Those dudes are watching me. I'm like, oh, I can't, I cannot make the wrong choice. Like I've got to live to the standard I'm, I'm espousing. I've got to embody it. So as you're doing this, you do the cigar lounge. There's more emphasis on you. And I'm constantly trying to remind men that women are a part of a man's life. They're not the point of it. Your relationship status, the things that you're doing, you know, with, with, with women, whatever it is you've got going on there, that has nothing to do with the, the character and the merit of the character that you have as a man. You have work to do and you've got to embody that. So as you're doing this, like, let's dive right into the Cigar Lounge as well. What brought that about? Because you went from basically podcast and blog to no shit. Here's my face. We're meeting here. Here's the standard. Like, it was awesome for me to jump into that. Cause you were just slamming these dudes with like, here's where we're going. Here's what I expect. And I was like, dude, these guys don't even know how much this is going to change their life. Cause our next meeting is January 8th. And I, I know for sure you're going to be going after them. Like, what have you done? Where have you been? You committed to this. So what brought the cigar lounge about, which sounds like another evolution of the intentional life. Yeah. So that's a great question. I apologize. That noise in the background is getting, you're a popular guy, man. You're getting all the notifications. I'm I'm sitting here trying to touch, like trying to turn that off. But anyway, um, fired. Aren't you a podcast host? You know how this works? Bro, like I'm done. Come on fellas. But no, so the cigar lounge, man, that's something that honestly I had had kind of in the background of my mind when I started navigating the intentional life in the first place. Um, I wanted, you know, I saw what you were doing with, you know, FOE and, you know, I was like, I want to be able to reach out and directly connect with the people that are following me, you know? Um, and so that was something that, you know, I was talking to Corey Reagan, who is a guy that 
you know, I think he started following, we started following each other not that long ago. Oh, Is that Jingle Bells? Bro, I, I'm trying to get this stuff <laughs> shut off, man. I got the MacBook up and I cannot get it to turn off. Um, I apologize. It's all good. But, I'll, hey, I'll just pause for a second. You can set off the notifications. I'll just clip this part out. Yeah, sure. Let me do that real quick. Rookie. For sure. <laughs> Let's do this. Times of nine. Fucking shit. All right. Let's see if that took care of it. I'm glad you're good at the editing part of this because. Dude, when I say edit, I literally am just going to clip it out this segment. It drives me nuts, dude. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Like, I didn't connect my phone to this MacBook, but here we are. That's technology, baby. It's trying to help you, but it's causing pain. I know. Here we go. As you know, or are at least learning, while you're doing this, I've got plenty of shit that I can, <laughs> I'm not like handling the shit that's building up. It's oh, like, you. you're not online, man, for 15 minutes. It's been like three months. You're just like, how the fuck do I have 180 notifications? I've been offline for five minutes. Like, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. Uh, I think I, that, that should do it. I just removed the phone from the account, so we should be good to go. All right. We were talking about uh, the cigar lounge. Yeah. So... The uh, the cigar lounge was something I put together with Corey, um, but it was something that I had in plan and in store for navigating the intentional life moving forward, because I knew I wanted to be able to connect with the guys directly as opposed to them just, you know, occasionally, you know, maybe messaging me through the social media platforms. But I wanted to have also for myself that extra bit of accountability, guys that I could reach out to, learn from and network with as I move through this process of what I'm trying to accomplish um, to be able to carry that with me. Because again, I feel like with where we're at, man, we are natural born leaders. And if that's the case, if that's an ability that we have, well, we got to fucking lead. And so the next group, the next move was for me to go, look, let's get an army around this, right? Let's get some guys together. They're going to want to fucking push me just as much as I want to push them. And so that was that was kind of the antithesis of of the cigar lounge, and and there's more to come with that for sure. Now the question that I get asked often, and I'm sure you're going to be getting asked if not already, how are you building this personal mission while building up your family? How are you a present leader and a present father at the same time? Man, first off, I involve my kids in basically everything that I do for the most part. Right. Obviously, there's some things they can't be a part of. But when I started navigating the intentional life, it was so that they could. At some point, if they want to take it over, if they want to branch off of it, they can. You know, you look at a guy like Ryan Mickler. He's got his son involved in the podcast game. I just saw that this morning. How cool is that? That's awesome. It's freaking fantastic. And I, you know, I saw I see guys like yourself and guys like him and, and, and these dudes that are doing it, man, they're crushing it they're bringing their family into it. 
You know, I mean, Tanner does it. Like you're out there working out with your kids, boys or girls doesn't fucking matter. They're your kids. Like if you're going to try to set a standard, you first have to be doing it. And why not bring them in? It's an opportunity to bond and grow in ways that maybe you wouldn't have thought of that you can't. So I had my son on the podcast. I think it was episode three of navigating the intentional life. I want to hear what he thought about his life, about me, about where it's going, what his goals and ambitions and dreams were. And he thought it was the coolest damn thing ever. So I involved them. The other thing that I do is it's time management. I mean, kind of to simplify it is like, man, I get up, I get about five o'clock in the morning every morning. And so I'll spend about 30 minutes, you know, kind of getting ready, maybe a cup of coffee, but I'm also checking the social media, right? Maybe put some content together. I already know from the night before where I want to go. So it's that time management and getting it set there and treating it like a job. I mean, from certain hours, I mean, if they're in school, I'm working my job, but I'm also focusing on my group as well, right? And giving time there. So it legitimately comes down to that time management and making sure that you're consistent and disciplined to that time management. And when you're doing certain things, obviously things come up, but if you're organized, if you're ready, you can control that chaos. You know, a lot of men, they look to provide reason as to why they can't. And I've always been the opposite. Like, well, you haven't told me I can't do this. So I'm going to do it. Like you have to tell me, no, you know, I don't right. look for reasons to not do something. And that that's how obviously the family alpha and all that was born. You know, my commute to work, I was recording content. You know, my kids were asleep. I was recording content. I was for, I would skip lunch to do coaching calls. You know, you make it work around the system until it's so big that you can now put more priority onto the, the dream job as opposed to the corporate, you know, here's what I have to sustain me job. And, you know, and that's how it works. And I'm watching it happen with you and other men. They're going to see you a year from now and be like, oh, I wish I had what you had. But they want, they could have built it while it was happening. They could have been right side by side with you while you're growing. If they went to every cigar lounge and they matched you every time. Well, you did this, Justin. I'm doing this. You did this. I'm doing this. And then yeah. they could grow too. And I've seen men do that. There are men in my squad that are crushing it. They're better than me at certain things. They pass me in followers in certain platforms. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, like go. I'm chasing your ass. I'm going to pass you, but go. And that's, yeah. that's the squad you build while you're doing what you're doing. But men, they will come in. They will disqualify themselves. Well, I'm married. It doesn't matter. Well, I have kids. <laughs> Bro, you're a single dad raising multiple kids. I don't want to hear it from anybody. I at least have a wife. I can, if I go on a trip, I've got somebody to hold on the fort. It's easier for me than you. And you're still doing it. So that's one of the reasons I wanted you on here is how does another man start that process of becoming intentional with their life? Do you have a blueprint? Do you have a series of actions as to where to start and begin? Or for me, it's, is it everything at once? Yeah. So look, it, you, you hit it, man. It's, it's getting rid of that bullshit that you put in your head that I can't. Because I think that's the first thing a lot of people go to. And that was one of the things that fascinated me about starting navigating the intentional life was for me, I'm kind of like you. I see something, I want to do it, I go do it. You know, nine out of 10 times, it's getting the fuck done. But a lot of people aren't geared that way. They're not wired for whatever reason because they start to see something like, man, I really like that and I just want to have it. I don't really want to actually take the steps to get to it because I don't understand the steps. The ones that I can see, they seem difficult. And so all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but I've got, I've got this, you know, I've got the job, I've got the wife, I'm in debt. And I thought, well, you're going to have those things anyway. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm 39, I'm going to be 40 next month. And so it's, do I want to be 40 and still doing the same bullshit? Or do I want to be 40 and a step closer to what it is that I really want to do? Well, I got to start that right now. So when I started navigating the potential life, 
it was, I started with a blog that was going to be the foundation. Right. And I think people, Chris, Chris Pick said it best yet. I had him on the podcast yesterday. That'll come out this weekend, but he said, yeah, you just go right. A lot of people say you just go, you'll figure it out as you go. That's true. It's hundred percent true, but you also got to have an idea. You got to have a plan. So the blueprint would be, if you're going to start something like what you and I are doing. Okay. For me, it was the blog. That's going to be the foundation and kind of the feeler. Well, People take this seriously. Will they read the content? Will they get on board with what I'm talking about? So from there, okay, here comes the podcast, you know? And at that point, a lot of focus got put on the podcast of, you know, I want to bring in these people like yourself, um, these people with interesting stories. They can say like, look, it wasn't easy. I had to overcome this, but you do it, right? And it's a little bit each day, you know? I mean, it's not like all of a sudden I get to sit down with you because a week ago, I just decided this is what I was going to do. You know what I mean? You work at it, right? You've got to build and you've got to be consistent. And that consistency allows you to have that discipline when it comes to, are you giving time to your kids? Right? Again, you got to plot that shit out. You, I mean, look, I almost get sick of it saying these words, but you've got to be intentional. You've got to be specific with what you're putting yourself into. Otherwise, what, what the hell are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And so for me, being a single dad, it's like, yeah, it's tough, man. I'm not going to lie. Like I have nights where I'm like, shit, can I just get another voice to talk to them? <laughs> can I get somebody else that would say exactly what I'm saying, but maybe differently? And they respond to it because they're boys, man. I'm teaching them to be strong minded. I'm teaching them to have their own opinion and to be able to voice that opinion, how, when and where. Right. And so they're learning. So guess what? They fuck up. And sometimes they say things to me and I'm like, bro. I'm going to choke you. <laughs> like, I want to choke you. I get why my dad used to look at me the same way, but I don't have that. And so I figure out, okay, gym time, it's a great release. Great release. I write, great release. There are things you just do it. And I get asked that question all the time. How do you do it by yourself? You know? I mean, it's a great question, man, because there are a lot who don't have that fire. And they're, they're, some genuinely want to know, and others are almost asking, they're asking it as an insult how do you do this? Like, like you're somehow cheating the system. Like get back in this bucket crab. Like, no, yeah. man, it's not a bad thing. You can do it. It's a good thing. Man, it's, it's interesting. It's a very interesting life. I get to live being a single dad with full custody because first off people will go, Whoa, you're not supposed to have them all the time. You're the first third and fifth weekend. What, what is this? And I'm like, well, I, I decided not to take, you know, I didn't want to take no for an answer. I didn't want somebody dictating how I get to see my kids. Now that still happened, but I was sure as shit going to fight for them. And so I did. And here we are. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know where we were going with it. I honestly thought I'd get first, third, fifth weekend, but at least I would have, you know, that time set and nobody could take that from me. Didn't work out that way. It got better. The other thing is obviously, you know, guys specifically will be like, dude, I, I don't think I could do that. I don't, I, I just, I don't think I could. And I always have two responses. And the first one is, well, I don't. I've got a group of people around me that support me in all kinds of ways. So if you're a single parent out there, guy or girl, but guys, you've got to build a support group. Lean on your guy friends. If you don't have them, get your ass in the gym, go to church, go to the park, like do something. You need to build a support group. Jump into FOE, jump into the scar room because you're going to find motherfuckers that are going to want to support you. So you got to find that. The second thing that I always respond to when I get that question or I get that statement from somebody is, 
okay, well, I asked him a question back. Do you love your kids? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'd do anything. Really? Anything? <laughs> then, you would, then you would do this. You would figure out how to do this. Like, don't sit back and say, I die for my kids and then go, I don't think I could do that. Live with them every day. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, you just do it. I don't know how else to explain that. Um, you know, I can say discipline and time management and all that, but like, there's no question for me. This is what we do. You know, it's for those listening, we're looking to get Justin on the Oak and Rock podcast. So myself and Anthony Biglarino. So I'm not going to dive as deep into fatherhood because I'm looking to, to get all that content there. But I understand yeah. as a father, the con I mean, the message you just dropped there, that's that's the bottle. If I get to put that in a bottle and hand it some, to some dudes, it would change their life. Like you yeah. just do the thing. So last week you dropped a post about the mirror. Mm. Could we talk about that? Because I think that plays into this very well. Because I think these men, when they look in the mirror, they, they see something you touched on and you're like, fuck, that's that one looking back at me is really judging. That mirror is harsh. So when you yeah. wrote that, what was going through your mind? Because you're, you're now nine months into this. So the reflection has to be changing. I don't know if you're looking back on who it was or if you're seeing more because now you see how much further you have to go. Yeah, I think for me that that blog post, I mean, I've I've gone through some ups and downs even while doing navigating the attention life. I've had days and weeks where I didn't want to do it anymore. You know, I've had times where I've done a podcast and I didn't really want to do the podcast. Um, maybe I was, you know, I'm I think as guys, we typically are some of the most harsh critics on ourselves. Um, and so it can be really easy to look at, you know, when I started riding the mirror, it was I'm not where I want to be yet. And I've got these inconsistencies. I've had these failures and I'll get all up in my own shit about the fact that I'm not where I want to be yet to the point where it starts to debilitate me. And it takes away from that consistency. It takes away from that discipline. And I thought, man, it's so important for me to put that out there that I do feel this way because a lot of times people will look at somebody like you and some of these guys that have, have put that work in and go, man, they just got it. It was easier for you as X, Y, Z. And it's like, no, man, I'm still, a, I'm still a person. I, I have feelings. I have doubts. I have insecurities, right? I get pissed off. I get frustrated. I get worried. And so to basically put out there, like, look, I used to see myself a certain way. And some of that image is still there. When I look at myself in the mirror, sometimes I go, come on, bro. Why didn't you lift heavier yesterday? Why didn't you go on Sunday? What are you doing? You're five foot nine. You're not a big guy anyway. Like, let's get in the gym. What are we doing? Why didn't you post last week? Things like that. It, it, it's something that guys just, I don't think people understand. Like, you're still going to do that even if you're doing what you're passionate about. You're going to have bad days where you fucking hate it. And so for me, when I look at myself now, I go, oh, hold on. Hold on, reflection. Because sometimes I look at it as like another person looking back at me going, you can't do this, man. You can't make it. You're not good enough. Screw you. Your dad hates you. You know. No, that's not true. Give myself grace and understand, like, look at what happened, you know, with the cigar room. Look at what's happening right now sitting here with you. You said it in the, on, a, on a post like, hey, this is changing people's lives. We're changing people's lives. And that's a fucking fact. And so now when I look in that mirror, I go, hey, you got it. Let's go. And that's where that post came from. I don't like when anybody pussyfoots around a main point. I'd rather just, just say the thing and let's fucking deal with it. And when I, I, you had put a post out there about the cigar lounge 
that's why I came in as hot and direct as I did is because I don't like, oh, this is good. You know, you're doing great work. No, man, you literally threw a lifeline to some dudes. Some of those men in there needed that rope. They were in a hole and you could when they were talking like, hey, I want to get out, but I just don't know how. And you can you can feel the exhaustion. You can feel like the it's starting to wear on them seriously. And then they, they get that and all of a sudden they're fired up and they're coming out of there. Dude, it's not a cool social media. Hey, thumbs up. No, man, that dude's life is changed and you did it. And that's why I was like, fuck yeah, man. Like we got to get on the podcast. We got to get this discussion going. You're doing the thing that a lot of men talk about. Everybody says, well, men need men. Men need support. Men need to be masculine, blah, blah, blah. Well, fucking do it then. Go go do that thing. Be the change you want to see. And that's what you're doing. And with the intentional life, with the cigar lounge, with some projects you have, in com- you have coming down the pipeline, dude, you're doing the thing that people talk about. And that's why you're getting the respect and recognition from all these other people because they're seeing, here's a motherfucker who does. He's not talking He's doing action. It's acted on Berber. It's deeds, not words. I don't care about what you're talking about. What are you doing? That's how we yeah. judge men, you know, and for yourself, doing it in the situation you're in, it highlights things in a way that I can't. I've never been divorced. I've never been a single dad. I can't talk to the shit that some men need, but some men are. You are. So while we're both talking family, we can both talk family alpha. We can both talk brotherhood, camaraderie, all these things. The way you say it is different than the way I say it. And that's why we need these groups. You need to have different input in your life. And unfortunately, some men view it as weak or beta to ask for help and to admit, I don't have the answers. And that's why I'm constantly banging the drum. Dude, I ask questions all the time, all the time. I'm like, yo, I don't know how to do this, that, the other editing videos, running a podcast, you know, fixing shit. I don't know shit about shit, but I'm also extremely fucking driven on this passion that I have. So I just outwork my, my inabilities. And then I find people who are smarter than me. But once I started asking for help, it was like accelerant, man, everything took off. So now that I'm all fucking fired up and trying to bring it back down. (laughs) Because there's such a point there that I hope people listening grab onto right now is you're not sitting here saying, look what the fuck I did. I did this on my own because I grind and I work hard. Well, yeah, you do grind and you work hard. And I'm not going to dare say smarter, not harder, you know, because that's so overused. But like, it is that, right? Like, you do have to go, okay, there are certain aspects that I, I don't know. I didn't know how to turn off my text messages on my computer. You know, like, there's things that I don't know. I've got to have somebody else to help me out with. But people think that these, these successful individuals do it by themselves because that's how they see it. They see the polished product. They don't understand, like, hey, maybe you need a cigar lounge. Maybe you need a fraternity of excellence to be able to link up with a guy that says, Hey, I, I just started my own pre-workout. I need some stuff drawn up that I'm not getting and I can't do on my own and how that changes it. Right. It Shout may out be to Drew from Epic Dad Co. <laughs> Epic Dad Co. I'm glad you grabbed that. I should have just said it straight up, but um, that guy is somebody that, you know, for, for a guy like Devitt, I mean, that was huge. It, it changed from the time that he started the call to when he got off of it to the communication afterwards, man, he's fired up. He's lit up and guys don't, I feel like know how to say, like you're saying, I need help. I don't know where to go. All right, cool, bro. I've got you. Let's, let's look at this, you know, and, and it's that, that accountability, that vulnerability, vulnerability is a word I love to use now because so many guys, myself included, we fucking hate it. Right. Because it does seem to signify some kind of weakness. And that's not the case. You know, and it's a term that is really bastardized. 
You know, a lot of people be vulnerable means be weak, share emotions and tell people where they can hurt you. That's not it. But saying, hey, I don't know this in a sense is vulnerability or, hey, I'm struggling here. You're basically saying where you're failing. And there's right. nothing worse. You, we had a, a, a dad Twitter space the other day. And one of the things that one of the guys brought up is it, it's hard to ask for help. And I was like, dude, not just that. It's hard for men to say I'm failing my children. Like that's a jagged pill. Like I'm I'm a poor example of a father. Imagine coming to that term, man. You're like, fuck, because that goes back to the mirror. Yeah. You see yourself. And when you really see what's looking back at you, you're like, fuck, I'm sad. I'm overweight. And I have this fire that I'm still alive. I still have a fire as a man, but it's not coming out anywhere. The most energy I have is when I'm yelling at a TV for a dude running a football into an end zone. And it's <laughs> like, you got to have passion for other things, man. And I'm not knocking football. Football is a great sport. But if that's the only time you're fired up, dude, I get fired up talking to my kids about breakfast. Let's yeah. go. We got a protein and carbs. Go crush the day. Like, dude, I'm a fucking motivational speaker, man. It's what I do. That shit doesn't come off. It's who I am. Right. But to your point, I think a lot of men, their goals are way too small and their, their self-critique is way too harsh. They're so fucking mean to themselves. They look at themselves and like, you're a piece of shit. You suck all this. And their goal is to like make it to that Friday without blowing their fucking brains out. And right. it's, it's sad. It sounds extreme, but it's also true. Like these dudes no, are just existing. True. I mean, guys have the highest suicide rate that there are, right? I mean, obviously there's only two genders. And yes, I said it that way specifically. <laughs> but, um, you know, that we have the, the highest, one of the highest suicide rates. And it, it is because we are afraid to admit that we're hurting. We're afraid to admit that we're wrong. We're, made, we're afraid to admit, hey, like I'm, I'm struggling. Like I question myself as a parent, as a friend, as a man all the damn time. But it's where, again, you start going to come back to it, man, with navigating the intentional life, with the fraternity of excellence, with family alpha, it's having those people that will say, all right, dude, like, look, I get it. It's fine that you want to do better. Don't don't cut that shit off. But let's look at what you have been doing. Now, if you're still getting up every day at nine in the morning and you're freaking drinking for breakfast and you're not getting to your kids, you know, football game or basketball game and okay, yeah you're, you're kind of in that land, a piece of shit. We need to fix some stuff. But if you're trying, if you're, if you're doing right, doing, you know, go Yoda on there. There's no try, you know, there's only doing, <laughs> do <or> right. Do <laughs> so, so like you're going to, if you're doing and you fail fantastic. I tell my kids that all the time. I want to see you fail trying then not ever fail because you're not doing. And that's again, I mean, this stuff, man, like I look at a lot of what I do and I go, I'm going to be the ghost of my children's memories. So what am I leaving? What am I giving them? So when they start to talk about me 20 years after I'm gone, what are they saying? You know, how are they living? That's, that's a big driving factor. And a lot of parents are going to say that, right? But as a man, I want a guy like you, who I respect to respect me, right? Not that I need that affirmation, but I know if I'm living my life the way that I should, somebody like you is going to respect me. I think we have to find value in our circle. And I think a lot of guys miss that too. I got some good buddies that love to go out and drink every weekend. That's not me. That's not me. I'm, I'm wanting to do more, right? I use my weekend to charge up for the week. So, you know, again, that circle and the people that you connect yourself with, it says a lot about who you are. You know, a lot of men will ask me, well, how do you do what you do? Like between coaching sports and then doing my thing. And I look at them partying and I'm like, how, how the hell do you have time for that? You know, like it, it, all it is is a shift of priorities. But with that, you know, 
the new year. We're, we're entering 2022. This is going to be dropped probably the first week into 2022. So we're in the new year. What are your projects, projections, goals, anything you want to share coming down the pipeline? What do you have that's coming from navigating the intentional life and just you in general for you and the family? So I'll start with navigating the intentional life first. Um, website is going to be dropped before the new year. So that'll be navigating the intentional life.com. If with that site, it's going to be a, a, a one-stop shop. You're going to be able to get the podcast, the blog, but then there's also going to be a lot more material for guys to grab onto. Uh, you and I were kind of talking offline. And, and I think a lot of people know this. If you don't, that 43% of American homes are fatherless. For me, that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. That number's too high. The other side of that 43% is 57. Well, I want the mentality that, that we're going to be guys that live in that 57% mentality. And so uh, upcoming, the 57 is going to be a thing for navigating the intentional life. If you're a guy out there with questions, if you're a woman out there with questions, I want everybody to better themselves. The 57 is going to be something I need you to look for. For my boys, um, some of the stuff that we have been going through over the course of the last three years, that's going to be coming to an end. Um, and we're going to be able to really shift our focus into where we're wanting to go as far as the three of us. Um, with uh, some of the stuff coming up, we're going to be able to take on some life. I think uh, being able to get out and do and put our hands on things and, and be active is the best way boys learn. Uh, I haven't told them yet, but um, we may be we may be remote come fall of 22. Uh, so I'm going to leave it at that because I definitely want to be able to chronicle that adventure. And the last thing is, man, I've got a, a book that's going to be coming out by the end of, so be August of 22 that I'm working on right now that it's going to be the same name, Navigating the Intentional Life. Um, it's going to be volume one. It's going to be one of a set. So a lot of stuff going on, a lot of work that I'm putting into. Um, I kind of take my, your mentality on it. I'm not necessarily looking at, okay, I need to do 1500 words every day. I'm just going to write every day and I'm going to focus on that content. Right. And so a lot of big stuff, man. Um, I'm excited for it. I feel blessed. You know, I'm, I feel blessed to be on this podcast with you right now to be able to work with guys like you and, and the, the ones that uh, are upcoming. So you busted your ass to get here, man. We need more voices like this, more groups, more products, more books, more fucking content, everything. We need more examples as to what right looks like, because that's what it's about. It's about fixing the family, man. And if you don't have the, it's literally fixing the family, man, but fixing the family, Justin, <laughs> is what yeah, we're all about. I love that. So I do have a question for you, though. So let's say you're fucking successful, dude. You, you crush it. You get these guys in and all of a sudden you, you personally change the statistics of this country and it, it goes to 50-50. Do you keep the 57? Does it change by the year with what the stat is as you as you improve? You got to work uh, your way to like the 1%. Uh, <laughs> it's the, that number is the mentality, right? Like we're always going to use that number as like, hey, look, this is where it's at. <laughs> if we go to 75% of homes have fathers in it, fucking fantastic, right? That 57% mentality is what got us to, to 75. I love it. Right? That's fantastic. That's <laughs> I was like, you know, that's a good problem to have is you yeah, fix absolutely. the problem you were addressing. Absolutely. That's cool, man. So Justin, for the guys that want to connect, um, we, I'll obviously have links to the blog and everything below. What's the best way for them to reach you, though, if they have a question? So honestly, the best way to reach me is going to be on my Instagram page. It's going to be Justin Copeland or at Justin Copeland underscore. You find me there. Um, 
you know, as, as we go on, I'll, I'll put out my personal email, um, you know, reach me on my Instagram page and we can go from there. Phone numbers. I'm always willing to help anybody, but at the same time, you know, I want guys that are serious, right? I want people to, to, to man up and that are really wanting to take on this, this adventure, not just get 15 seconds on the podcast of fame. So um, outside of that, the uh, navigating the intentional life, you can find that on Apple and Spotify right now are the two biggest platforms that it's on. And then the, uh, the blog and all that is actually in my link tree on my Instagram page. So you can find that all in one click. Perfect. I want to thank you for your time, man. Time is our most precious resource, our greatest asset, and it's always going away. It's always slipping through. So for you to dedicate yours to being one here and having this discussion, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, buddy. I really do. Let's keep it going, man. For everybody that tuned in, make sure you've liked, subscribed, all the great things. This is the Family Alpha Podcast. This is the place where are keeping masculinity in men, marriage, and fatherhood. And nothing happens if you don't apply it. So live a little more intentionally, reach out to Justin, hit the DMs if you have questions, but take what we've spoken about and apply it. Put it into motion, put it into work, put it into doing something in your life outside of killing time for you to listen to a podcast or watch an interview. Push yourself, challenge yourself, apply the information. You do that, you'll have great success. If you're just going to be a well-listened or well-read man, you're wasting your time, you're wasting mine, go do something with yourself. Again, this has been another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. You've just finished another episode of the Family Alpha Podcast. Now go out and apply what you've learned. And be sure to follow Zach on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Small underscore. Also, be sure to check out Zach's work at thefamilyalpha.com and his private men's community, thefraternityofexcellence.com.